This podcast is sponsored by OMI, the company that makes CRM work. And I'm here today with Mick Hamilton, director of NIL for Icon Source. Mick, NIL, I know what that means because I somewhat follow collegiate sports, um, sports in general. Uh, can you tell us what it means? Like, why, why is this important right now? Yeah. So NIL stands for name, image, and likeliness. And um, obviously the pro side's always had that. You're able to get sponsorships or endorsement deals or, you know, being on a commercial. But in college sports, you're never allowed making any dollars. You know, alumni can never come and buy you, you know, a hamburger at, at the store on campus. That'd be an NCAA violation. So I think it's around 120 years, maybe, that the NCAA has existed. That has been illegal. And as of July 1st of 2021, it uh, turned into being legal thanks to a few states that pressure the NCAA and they passed some state laws to three days before July 1st, when I think Florida and Georgia and a few other states were going to go legal, the NCAA came out and said, hey, everybody's allowed making NIL now. So, hey, every college athlete can make money off a sponsorship, endorsement. If a business around the corner wants you to make a TikTok for them for $500, you can do that and make that money. So um, that's what NIL stands for now in college sports. And so okay, this may be a really basic question, but the difference between an image and a likeness, the image would be like, okay, a photo of a, a football player on a billboard, right? But the likeness would be like an adaptation of that person in like a video game environment kind of thing. Is that is that sort of how to think about the difference between those two? Um, in a sense, yeah. So in a sense, like the image, yeah, you, you nailed it. Using it for, you know, a billboard or a social media post, promote the business. The likeliness is really, you know, the likeliness of, of the people following or, you know, the, the hardcore fans around campus who who know who, who this athlete is. And so these athletes have a likeness now that they can capitalize on. And because of their name, they're able to make dollars for themselves, for their families and be able to use it as they please now. Gotcha. So tell me how you came into this position. I'm I'm always curious to hear how people get where they are. And I know you moved, uh, you were in Cincinnati, you moved to Atlanta. Um, take, take us through, like, how do you, how do you arrive at a, a job like this? Yeah, I, I didn't see it coming. So, um, you know, I started from Cincinnati. I went to a school called Muller High School. It's an all boys Catholic school. I played different sports. I've always loved sports growing up. Um, so I played football, um, soccer, mainly soccer. And I picked up rugby and football, actually, uh, my last two years at Moeller. Um, and I decided to go to another school. It's called Ohio University. And after that, it wasn't the right fit. So I came back. And my rugby coach at the time in high school is actually the director of player personnel at Cincinnati. His name's Doug Rosfeld. He's actually currently the assistant head coach for the Bengals and Zach Taylor. Um, but from there, it was Luke Fickle's first year. Um, and it was Marcus Freeman's first year as a true standalone defensive coordinator in college football. Coach Fickle's now at Wisconsin. Uh, coach Freeman is now the head coach at uh, Notre Dame. And um, really worked as a student assistant for him, um, Coach Freeman, and eventually um, was lucky enough to surround myself with so many successful and determined people where within my, I think, third year in, um, we were able to start recruiting um, at Cincinnati. And there was something called, uh, we were called the Nasty Boys. And it was, uh, it was from the 1990 Reds relief pitchers. Um, but the Nasty Boys were myself, Max Steineker, who is now officially the director of uh, player personnel at Wisconsin, um, Caleb Davis, who is now a... Uh, Notre Dame analyst, Chad Bowden, director of recruiting at Notre Dame, and uh, Pat Lambert, who is now the uh, director of recruiting at Wisconsin. And we were able to break a decent amount of records there, and we're just really passionate and hardworking. And um, when that ended up happening, Coach Freeman went to Notre Dame, and I had to really make a decision because my team kind of split apart. And this opportunity at Icon Source came through, and I actually just solely asked just for an internship for six months for, for free. Um, and I was kind of bluffing and couldn't really afford it. And luckily enough, two weeks in, I got a full-time opportunity. So packed my bags up, put the degree to the side and 
stumbled into Icon Source where um, this was prior to the legalization of NIL. And once NIL day one happened, I got to be a part of the first ever deal in NCAA history um, in New York City, Times Square with uh, these girls called the Cavender Twins and, and Boost Mobile alongside as I actually set up the first ever HBCU deal um, at 12.01 a.m. with a Jackson State athlete and a Black-owned business based out of Cincinnati, actually. And that was just an awesome opportunity. And from there, we've really taken off. And I kind of pinched myself because time's flown by now. I think we're almost about to encompass two years and in, into NIL, which is crazy. It's so funny coming from soccer background into, you know, and now you're just sort of really enmeshed in the world of college football. Is, is football sort of the the leading, um, you know, I guess, what is the hierarchy in terms of just like most coveted, you know, sports athletes um, from that you see from brands? Yeah, that's a really good question because I think if you asked anybody who was really as into it or at least follows it on Twitter and social media, they would say the starting quarterback would make the most amount of dollars at all these schools. They're the top dog or or the star basketball player at a, at a big school like Kansas or Kentucky. Um, and obviously, those are still big-time athletes who are making a lot of money. But really, the people who are making the most, and I think in my own opinion in the future, are going to be the content creator-esque athletes, right? Maybe the people that you haven't paid too much attention to, but they have a massive following on social media. Because what we've learned is, is that those athletes, especially female athletes, have way more engagement rates. They have those true followers. And then the football players, on the other hand, have a lot of those recruiting followers who follow them, the fans, but they're not as engaged in a sense. They're really just there for support, showing the love that they, you know, they follow them, they like their pictures. So really, it's interesting. The hierarchy is really those, those big-time athletes alongside the content creators that the everyday sports fan might not even know of, but you know the, the younger kids and the kids growing up and wanting to find those heroes, they're big fans and those are their superstars in their eyes. So it's kind of two-way factor, but both sides are great and it's, uh, it's a little bit different than most people, I guess, see. Yeah, that's interesting. I remember seeing a story in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago about that. I think she's a gymnast at LSU. Um, and they were yeah. talking about just this new, okay. I, yeah, like you said, I was expecting, you know, the the, the quarterback, whatever, you know, that's sort of the traditional, I guess, moneymaker. Um, okay, cool. And now I want to hear about your platform, um, Icon Source, right? It's super interesting because when I go uh, onto the site, the law, I think, is is just a little different in every state, and so you actually have this really useful breakdown of like, you know, and like what what is possible. How do you navigate this in your state? And I, I imagine this is helpful not just for you know the brands that are coming and wanting to, to to use Icon Source, but also you know the athletes who are using it. It's a, it, I mean, it's a two way marketplace, right? So you have both sides who are who are wanting to participate, and it just seems really really complicated. But you guys do a great job of breaking it down. Yeah. So um, we started actually on the pro side four years ago. Our CEO, Chase Garrett, he was running a global Red Bull sports marketing um, and really wanted to digitize the sports marketing space. So other than the Red Bulls, the Gatorades, the Nikes of the world, he wanted everybody to have the opportunity to be able to jump into sports marketing. So, you know, we offer templated contracts, direct contact to either the athlete or the agent, whoever's running their account, um, social demographics of, you know, who's following somebody. A lot of brands love saying, hey, you know, if we're going to work with this athlete, you know, do they have the right followers for where we're wanting to target our marketing campaigns at um, alongside the payment processing and, and the tax reporting that college athletes are learning about? Um, but yeah, it's super interesting just because kind of like what I said before, Florida, really the state of Florida passed a law and so did California and a few others to really press the NCAA to make a decision really fast. So when that happened, it kind of opened up the gates and NCAA has lost a lot of control where Every state has a different NIL law and different policies. 
And the more confusing part of it, George, is not just the state, but, you know, for example, Ohio State has completely different laws in Cincinnati. And then they have completely mm. different laws than the University of Dayton and then the uni- Ohio University. And so they all have these different policies just because of where the NCAA really placed um, all these schools in the situation everybody's in currently. So that's where a lot of brands find a lot of success. One of um, knowing we have a team that we can help them navigate the right rules, make sure they're not using marks and logos according to the school policies or laws, or you know maybe some schools want their athletes to disclose as in, hey, I got a deal, you all need to know about it, so it's not illegal. Um, these are a lot of things that our team works with, and it's really interesting too because you know, we were marketing a lot to college athletes, I think within the first year, maybe a little bit less, and we really stopped because a lot of athletes started doing deals and then they probably went and told their ass, their friends in the, in the locker room or, or their friends they went to high school with, hey, you need to sign up on Icon Source because it's a trusted place. Everything's done right. Um, and so that's really like, it's kind of become a safe haven for brands, athletes, and even their agents to really reel in deals and, and especially for the agent side, keep their clients happy. So if you could just really briefly from an, from, you know, an agency point of view or, you know, an advertiser point of view, how does it work? What do you, what do you do? You come in and sign up and what happens then? Yeah, so you can sign up and, and there's different plans. So our lowest one's the bronze plan. It's five hundred dollars a month. There's a transaction fee on top, around fifteen percent, and you have access to to the um to the site. So a big thing that we really preach is that you have to follow the rules as a as a athlete agent to even just be seen on the platform. So we really want those true users um, on our platform so the brands can reach out. So they're able to do that. They're also able to, you know, work off subscription plans um, where they can work with their customer success management team. And they're able to help really use their expertise, match with the right and authentic athletes. But in general, let's say you just did the bronze plan, you're on your own. You're able to go in there, scroll through thousands and thousands of athletes on the college and the pro sides, filter so you can find the right and authentic brand. So, you know, maybe you're a health and wellness company and you're based out of Georgia. You could filter out of Georgia. You could say college pro, type in health and wellness. You can even go down from male to female, and then you can find those right athletes that might make a fit and and work perfect for your company. So from there, you would send them a deal through our templated contracts. We ask you the same questions for you to basically just fill in um, numerically of what a sports marketer at Nike or Gatorade would ask you, if that makes sense. Um, So from there, you're able to send a deal directly to the athlete or the agent. It's the only time you're able to contact them. I always like to say when there's money on the table. And from there, you're able to actually message back and forth. You're able to negotiate. If anything needs to get changed in the contract, it takes about five seconds for that to be changed. And once the both of the parties find you know an agreement, they're able to sign it digitally through our platform and you're off to the races from there. Once actually the athlete does what's asked, so maybe it's a social media post, they're actually supposed to click pay now. From then, they already have their payment information and their tax reporting information in. The brand can see it on their side, go, hey, they followed all the rules as was in the contract. Everything's stated perfectly. And the money's actually sitting in escrow. When they click pay out, the funds get released to uh, the other party and and uh, they're on to the next deal in a sense. So it's really, really cool. It's really changed the platform since I've started. It's gotten more detailed, uh, more high, high tech in a sense. Um, and we've really got to get a lot of referrals from our clients of, hey, what what can we fix? What what do you need since you're the ones who are really using this that we might not be able to see? Um, and that's where we've seen the best success from our side. Now, from the athlete's point of view, you know, I'm sure you have figures on like, oh, this many, you know, this number of dollars went to college athletes in 2021, you know, whatever it was, 2022. I guess I'm more interested in anecdotally, do you have any, any 
stories or any any um, anecdotes just about how this has changed, you know, a college athlete's life or someone someone's life. Just right. being able to make a little more, you know, a little money on the side, not not having to necessarily get a get a you know a job that's going to take them away from their 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 studies or their their training. I don't know. Just anything come to mind there? Yeah, no, absolutely. And really, I was explaining this right when NIL took place. Got a lot of people saying, "Well, they already you know make enough money from you know cost of attendance checks," which is completely untrue. And really, I think my angle and what I do is I came from a coaching background. I was around the athletes. I actually lived with a lot of the football players because they're my age and was around them. And you know, you'd see kids take their COA checks and send it back to mom to keep the lights on for their siblings. And it was heartbreaking. And that's just the situation they're in now. And so um, with NIL, they're able to make a little bit more dollars off of, you know, what they do best, you know, especially in football, you're putting your body on the line every single day. And, you know, God forbid one hit can change your life. So, you know, I've talked to a few kids who I just wanted to check in on them. I've got to build a great relationships. I know they're doing tons of deals on our platform. They're super active and, you know, had one athlete and they'll keep their name out of it just for their own privacy sake. But, you know, said, Hey man, Mick, this, this has been amazing for me. I don't tell a lot of people, a lot of people don't know, but I actually have a son at home and, you know, my mom gets to take care of him just because I've been, I'm so busy with my, you know, my sports and trying to get to the next level where I take my money and I get to send mom back diaper money and food money and help take care of my child. Cause she's not, you know, she's obviously has to work on her own too. Um, there's stuff like that. You know, there's another interesting status. Actually, our top three earners on Icon Source is female athletes. Um, a lot of people always think the males are going to make a lot of the money. And female athletes have made so many dollars. There's one girl named R- Renaya Jones, and she's made thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just on Icon Source because of her personality and kind of really what she shows and her brand and, you know, how people can relate to it. So it's really, really cool seeing these kind of scenarios play and getting to meet a lot of athletes who, you know, come from different environments or different standpoints where, you know, they're not just on their own. They got to help out other people and their family. And this just creates an opportunity, which is just so cool to be a part of. You know, can we stay on her for a minute? You mentioned a woman who, who, who's been successful. Yeah. What, to, let's, let's like zero in on that. What does that look like? Um, what, what kind of brands are finding her? How, you know, how, how, how is that like, yeah. Tell me the story of, of, of how she's been successful on this platform. Yeah. So she actually started off as the first ever female in the state of Florida to do an NIL deal. We got to put it together with a company called Miller Technologies. So it's actually a printing company. Um, so a lot of people are like, why would they do NIL deals? Well, you know, unfortunately, the CEO, they lost him. He lost his son in a drowning accident. So we're very passionate about, you know, working with YMCAs, helping out inner city communities. So Renaya on the first day, I was able to sign a deal with them. Got to go to a YMCA, um, hang out with kids, you know, kind of have a mini press conference and really be be along for the ride. And from there, you know, other brands saw it. And she actually got to do a, a deal with a bank at UCF. She's a star track runner at UCF. And it's called Addition Financial. So she's got to shoot Olympic kind of commercials on TV. She's got to do financial literacy with the executives of the bank, which is unreal. I wish I could have had that. Still wish I can have that. Um, <laughs> podcasts, different things like that. So there's so many creative ways that businesses can get involved. And they can get involved solely just promoting their own company or they can get involved in working with another outside nonprofit and kind of do a collaboration with, you know, uh, an athlete and, and help out, you know, not just their company, but, you know, even the, the community around them. That's great. I, lo- I love that. What would you say to someone who's maybe, you know, d- wants to dip their toe in the water, you know, coming into maybe coming into college? How do you get started here? What, what, what are the things to look out for? What are the things to maybe to avoid? How do you, yeah, yeah how do you do this successfully? You know, I think one, because this is this is a big topic just because my background in recruiting and saying how it's kind of going with NIL, it's obviously completely changed the way college sports is, is done now. Um, and I think one, 
focus on your craft. Still focus on your sport. You know, the NIL deals will come at the end of the day. They won't come if you can't produce once you get to that school, because a lot of athletes forget you could have been the man or the female at your school in high school. But once you get to the next level, it's different. Right. And so don't chase the NIL dollars, find somewhere where they can develop you, where they can turn you into the athlete, where you can go make the real dollars at the next level. But I'd say from high school, start posting a lot. Understand, you know, what, what are, what are your values? What is your brand? You know, what, what's all about you? You know, why would, why do people follow you? Post that kind of stuff and stay away, obviously, especially in high school, any pictures where you kind of scratch your head and say, is this a good look on me? Uh, Because brands really do look at that. You'd be surprised. You know, I'd go on the Sprouts Farmer's Market. We wanted to do 50 deals with female athletes. And we gave them around 150 names. And we went dropped down back down to like 20 because I said, no, no, no. There was something we didn't like. There was a caption we didn't like. It was all these things. So it's really putting yourself up, representing yourself as a professional. um, Because you're not obviously representing just your team now, yourself and your family. But it can be a brand. So I think... One, focus on your craft, focus on all that kind of stuff on the side, figure out what you like, post constantly about them. Don't care what people you know might make fun of you for constantly posting because at the end of the day, you're going to be the one who makes most of the dollars and the people who don't want to post, they're shy, they're too good for it. Just because they're a football player or a good athlete doesn't mean they're going to get a lot of money in NIL because they don't necessarily bring that value back to the brand. Gotcha. That's interesting. Really, that's good advice. All right. We talked about how agents, you know, agencies, agents can get involved. Um, I guess when I say agency, I think of like an advertising agency, I guess you yeah. have agents like who are actually like actual agents of these athletes. You know, you're helping out, right? We work with both. <laughs> yeah. What would you leave us with? Um, you know, we've talked about how each of these different, you know, entities can sort of get involved. Um, I don't really see a downside to, to, to doing so. What, what, uh, what else would you say here just to, to leave us with? Yeah, I, I think, you know, one, I think a lot of brands are, trying to figure out how to do this. And, and, and even marketing agencies where they have a few people who, you know, they, they know somebody at CAA and they go to CAA and they go, hey, here's all of our athletes that'll work. Let's make it work. And the big thing is, is that all their athletes might not be perfect. They might have one athlete. Rock Nation might have one athlete. You know, Rosenhaus might have one athlete. WME might have another perfect athlete. Instead of just going to one person who's trying to get all their athletes paid with the one brand, why not work with professionals in a sense, especially with us, you know, where we work with the tons of marketing agencies and we work with, we have 600 plus sports agents who utilize our platform. That is crazy. So we can go and say, hey, you know, they might have the perfect athlete, but maybe that isn't necessarily the right one too, because there's somebody over here that can make sense. Really at the end of the day, our goal at IconSource is to amplify these campaigns, make sure the brands are happy and they have the resources to be able to do marketing deals and not be limited to it. And that's our bread and butter. That's what we're passionate about. That's what we do. And we're really, you know, we're not in it for the NIL game. We started on the pro side. We're really in it to digitize the entire sports marketing space. And really, I think it'd be cool seeing everybody, you know, even a, a local kid in, in South Georgia, he, he has his own, you know, supporting a local business he grew up going to. That kind of stuff where those brands now have the capabilities to work with professionals, use a platform with the resources and technology to help you succeed and reach those goals. Because this isn't easy. And I held so, so young, it is not easy. And a lot of brands come to us after they got really burnt. And we have everything checked off all the boxes. And this is what we do. So. Love it. Uh, Mick, it's been really a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for, I mean, y- your, your passion for this is really comes through knowledge. Thank so you. thanks for, yeah, thanks for spending time with me and, and uh, wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Thanks, George. This was awesome. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, looking forward to talking to you all after.
And Mick, where can, uh, if, if someone's listening to this and is, wants to get involved, is, they're interested, where can they go to learn more and sign up? I know it's free for athletes, so there's no reason not to. Uh, where, where do they go? Yeah, it's an absolute no-brainer for athletes. They can go sign up on the app. Just type in Icon Source on the App Store, either on Google Play or, or, or Apple's. And it's completely free. We don't take a single penny from the college athlete. And on the brand side, just go to iconsource.com, click sign up. Um, you'll see brand plus marketing. You can create an account. Um, from there, you can check it out. You can pick a plan. Um, and if not, you can reach out to our team. And we can have a further discussion to see if this makes sense, see what your goals are, and see if we can accomplish them. So we're a really passionate group of people. You know, the college athletes are excited to get onto our platform. And um, we just love bringing value to everybody. So feel free to reach out to us. 